Welcome back. You said you would. You promised. I lied. I'm a liar. I knew you were going to do that. I'm a liar. I'm a deceiver. Which actually fits perfectly into our episode for today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ravenpuff Podcast. I'm, I almost said I'm Isla. You've got an answer. Oh, get it off. Thank you. I'm Sita. I'm Isla. And today we are finally talking about Six of Crows. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry. The reason it took us so long. I'm so, I'm apologizing for Isla. <laughs> the reason it took us so long was because I was a very slow reader and Isla was a very fast reader. Yeah, I read Tricotinum in like three days and it took her like two months. Well, one month. <laughs> And the thing was, I read, when I like books a lot, I read them very slowly. Which can be annoying if you're me and you've already read them and you're like, just I need to talk to you about this. Oh, no, but I love them. <laughs> okay. Um, question of the episode. Let's just, this is okay, a great okay, okay, start. Okay. So we've got a few emails. Um, have one from Joe and... They said, um, for a question, how would you execute a crossover between the three main fandoms, Coddle, Percy Jackson, and Harry Potter? I feel like that's kind of, that's a big question. See if we can okay. do it in like Wait, we, we got like another email of a request to like do a fan fiction. We could we could make a fan we could make a cross fandom fan. Fanfic crossover. Okay, yes. that's okay. that's gonna come soon. Okay, so um, that will come. We'll probably but, do another episode. Okay, like that real soon. real quick, I wanna just think about like so Harry Potter has been proven to exist as books in the Keeper universe. Because mm-hmm. Sophie makes a Harry Potter reference. Yes. About like the Order of the Phoenix or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm now very interested to think about, and like if we consider Daughter of the Deep being in the same universe as Percy Jackson, then Harry Potter also exists as books in there. Yeah. But we don't get any Keeper and Percy Jackson like links i don't know that's a very interesting concept and we will definitely come back to that yes thank you for that joe and um another person this person give a name yeah they did okay autumn. okay autumn um, that's a really cool name <laughs> yeah that's an awesome name um okay they asked us if we were team So Fitz or So Key. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, they geez. said that personally, they thought that Fitz had good intentions, but was also kind of stupid. But yeah. they're on. I think that that, so that fits both of them. They both had good intentions and were both stupid. Yeah, that kind of says it all. Uh, I'm team So Key Fit. Wait, no. I'm, I'm team too many things. Okay. I'm team Soki Fitz. Polyam solves it all. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm also team So Therapy. Soki Fitz therapy, uh, so choice, so wait till till you're older, so Fiona, yeah. uh, but also I like Dex and Fiona more, so I can't say that I'm fully so Fiona. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't so, think- Sophie and Stina, honestly, like that, that's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe I don't think would be good as canon though. Oh. I think that both of them wouldn't really be healthy relationships. Yeah. And they all need, like, a large amount of therapy before any of them are ready for any sort of relationship. I want to do, like, I want to do and also don't want to do, like, a deep dive into that love triangle. Because, one, 
that would be kind of fun. And I'm guessing like, I feel like most of our uh, demographic, I get most of the people who listen to our podcast are big fans of people. Yeah. So I feel like people would like that, but also people are going to get angry at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, and I also said, how do you record your podcasts? Um, um, we use Anchor. This is not an ad or anything. Not sponsor. Hashtag not sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we just use this website called Anchor. And it's, like, really easy. This sounds like an app, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, like, I literally just, we just created an account. And we just record it, like, yeah. in our bedrooms on a computer. Yeah. It's pretty easy. <clears throat> and it, like, shoots it straight out to all sorts of platforms. So if you're considering starting your own podcast, then <laughs> I recommend I'm it. trying to make this not sound like an uh, ad. It sounds like an ad. Uh, this is not a paid ad. This is, yeah. But if you want to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you. You know where you can put your moolah. <laughs> we'll, we'll always take money. We like money. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't like money. Sometimes money can be annoying. But for the most part, money is good. Yes. Money got us these amazing books. That you're holding up to the to the invisible camera. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. That was a great segue into our spoiler-free <laughs> review. Let's... Get money, kids. Money is good. <laughs> okay, that's the message of Six of Crows. <laughs> Get money. Do okay. crime. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> exactly. Okay, moving on. Spoiler for your view. Yeah, we're great at this. Okay, so Six of Crows is part of the the Grishavos. Grishavos. I. It's Grisha. 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 I. I always say Grisha. Grisha. <laughs> the Grishavos, uh, which is a bunch of books by Lee Bardugo. Uh, I would definitely, who have, who has written, uh, three series. There is Shadow and Bone, uh, Six of Crows, and then the King of Scars series. Yeah. And, uh, I would recommend reading them in that order, so. I if, mean, I know plenty of people who read Six of Crows without reading. But I think things will, but it Shadow would make, and Bone has a lot more, like, of the world, world, world building, yeah. and it kind of is, uh. In my personal opinion, Six of Crows is the better series. I agree. I just like the characters and how it's written better. But Shadow and Bone is still pretty good. We have yeah. podcast episodes on that. But it explains um, the world a lot more. Yes. And so, yeah, if you're going to read Six of Crows. If you're feeling like taking, if you're like, I have nothing to read. Like, I'm really bored. I need a big series that will keep me busy. You can read those three series. Yeah. Um, They're really good. <laughs> we have not read King of Scars yet, but we will. Yes. Uh, but Six of Crows is like a bunch of very angsty teenagers. Little bit more than a little bit gay teenagers that do crime for money. Yes. Uh it's a heist story. Yeah, it's a we really, love heist. We okay. Love it's heist a heist story about uh it says six dangerous outcast outcasts, one possible heist. Uh but really the books are like you know, they're very messed up. Mm-hmm. Very messed up. Uh, but they're also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> at the same There's time. There's some, like, kind of graphic violence. Yeah. It's so definitely there's... it's definitely one of the more mature books. Yeah, if you're doing. not okay with eyeball ripping or limb breaking. Or dead brother pool floaties. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, then I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, it's really uh, good, though. Yes, it can get quite graphic at times. Uh, 
sometimes I would sit and there was also like a lot of uh, mental health and human trafficking things dealt with in there. Yeah, uh, along with trauma. A lot of trauma. Dead body pool floaties. Uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I would say a bit more intense than the third Hunger Games. At points. Yes. Uh, but still, they are very good. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's a very nice balance of, like, that gritty, like, dark, angsty, traumatic, evil, not evil, morally gray characters. They have tons of those. They are great. Okay, morally gray characters. They're also, like, uh, along with the Shadow and Bone, like, a uh, sort of very, I don't want to say generic, but, like, if you read YA, you kind of have to read them. Okay. It's one of those books. Um, okay. Should we get into the, the stuff now? Yes. Why do I keep clapping before everything? <laughs> okay. It probably is really loud in the recording. I apologize, headphone users. Um, well, let's get into the structure and pacing of the book. That sounds really professional. <laughs> Okay. Um, we are totally professional book critics. Okay. Uh, one thing I do want to say, we're talking about uh, Six of Crows, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, for now. Crooked Kingdom can just, like, go over there so I'm not distracted by it. <laughs> and it's glory. Um, but I do want to say that the beginning of Six of Crows definitely has, like, a really slow start. Yeah. And... This is probably something we should have put in the spoiler-free review because I feel like it's kind of important to keep in mind before you start. Because I've, like, seen so many people that have started reading it and then, like, given up because it was just so slow in the beginning. You have to wait until he gets kidnapped. That happens, like, in in the third chapter. Yeah, the chapter's a pretty long one. Once he gets kidnapped, that's when it starts. No, I would, I would say, like... Once they rescue Matthias from Hellgate? Yeah. Like, you know... After the, you have to, like, kind of get through the first hundred pages. Part one. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's slow, and you, like, are waiting for characters to be introduced and the plot to be set up. But after that, it is so it's, good. Once you understand what's happening, it's so good. It's, like, one of the best books ever, honestly. That, that I've read. Yeah. Um, and I keep forgetting we're not in the spoiler-free review, and we can talk about stuff. Yes, you okay. wanted to talk about the structure and pacing. Yeah, that, that was what I wanted to say, is once you get past the slow start. Yeah. But the I start mean, was very slow, and it definitely was, it, it wasn't boring, but I was just like, it just, alternate, it? it just alternated between, like, Kaz and Anesh for a while, and I was like, guys, you're great, but aren't there supposed to be six of you? Yeah, I um, agree. But and, and it took a while for things to kind of get going. But once Matthias, or Matthias... I think it's officially pronounced Matthias. But it sounds like Matthias. I like Matthias better. I've always said it Matthias. Yeah, okay. Uh, We're going to be pronouncing things wrong as always. Mm -hmm. But after they rescue Matthias from Hellgate, then it starts... Speaking of Hellgate, can we just talk about how, like, what a name that is? Yeah, like, you're going to name your prison anything if you want to inspire fear. Hellgate, that's a great... (laughs) I don't know why, it's just so Our prisons are just, like insert state prison oh also i want to say that i used up an entire pack of sticky notes on just these two by an entire pack she means like four stacks like four of the thingies the 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 the, the, you know you know you get like a pack of sticky notes Mm -hmm. that like 
the blue ones. I started them in the halfway through the first one and ended them halfway through the second one. Yeah. So technically, I used up an entire pack of sticky notes in what is estimated to be about one book. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, I sent- you guys could see it. It's pretty funny. I sent Isla a picture earlier of all my, like, if, if you're new here, uh, one thing I do is I annotate my books with little tiny colorful sticky notes, and they, like, stick out of the edge, and they look kind of like I've gone insane. Maybe I have. Uh, my teacher and classmates like to judge me for <laughs> Um, but earlier today, uh, these books are, like, fresh in my mind. I finished Crooked Kingdom last night, um, but this morning I sent Isla a picture of the Shadow and Bone books with all the sticky notes sticking out and the Six of Crows, and you can just see, like, my progression into insane. You know, yeah. like, Shadow and Bone has, like, only maybe 10 sticking out on the edges. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets more and more Like Crooked Kingdom, you have, like, over 100 sticky notes. Definitely. Easily. Yeah. Um, my books have also, like, you know, they've gained, like, almost in, like, you know, 50 more pages worth of, of bulk to them. <laughs> because the sticky notes separate the pages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah. That aside, let's go back to Six of Crows. Uh, this is only kind of related to the structure and pacing. But can we talk about the weird choice that happens in Crooked Kingdom 2 to put, like, just a random character as the first chapter? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's a little bit cool because you don't really yeah. figure out what's happening until the end of the book. You're like, oh, that's why they put that. Like, but at the but same, I also find it really annoying. Yeah, but at the same time... Because I open it, I'm it's like... Because like, it's hard for me to get through a book, especially... Like, when I, like, I started, I took a break between Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, kind of. Yeah. And when I got to Crooked Kingdom, too. I'm like, all right, I'm ready, I'm going to do this. And then it's, like, a random character, I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I have to read 15 yeah. pages of this person I do not care about. Yeah, and this one was, like, Juiced. His name is Juice, which makes more sense spelled out than said out loud. Yeah. It's, like, J-O-O-S-T. And, but, like, it sounds like you're, like, juicing an orange. Juiced. Um, he's been juiced (laughs) but you know of course when i opened it up i was like okay yeah like this is gonna be one of the six characters and you know i sort of like knew a bit about the characters so i i knew a bit about the characters before i started but i obviously hadn't like tried to look in too much to it Mm -hmm. but like I knew that, like, Kaz and Inej existed, and all. I knew that all of them existed. So I thought Juiced was Jesper. Oh, my gosh. And I was, and, like, I spent, like, this entire thing, like, reading it, and I thought that the guy, oh, the girl that he liked was Nina. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, I mean, but, we don't really have much to say on the pacing, so we can... Well, I, I don't know. I just want to say, I didn't like that choice very much. Yeah, and- I found it sort of weird and random, especially since the characters were, like, never seen again Yeah. after it. And it... Why develop, like, this whole other character and this whole other, like... You know, like, kind of a whole other plot going on. Uh-huh. And then just never revisit it after the first chapter. Yeah. Like, this chapter ends in a cliffhanger. Where, like, the, the girl he likes is about to, like... Uh, get some guy to like pick up a knife yeah I, I don't know but 
Um, I don't know. I, I found that really Also, strange. I find it really annoying that it ends with Pekka Rollins. I know. It was fine in the first book, but then you get to Crooked Kingdom. And you're and like, this is the end. I'm on the last chapter. And, and the way it... And it's just... Uh, we're going to get into what the ending of Crooked Kingdom... I want to try not to spoil too much yeah. of Crooked Kingdom in case someone's like, I'll at the first one. But then you get to the end of Crooked Kingdom... And you're like, what? That's how we leave off with, like, the characters we like? And they're just going to show us Pekka being paranoid? Yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, first and last chapters, uh, I have kind of strong, but also not strong opinions about. Yeah. Uh, should we get into the fun stuff now? Yes, please. We don't want to drag this up too much. Yeah. Because it's going to be, like, really long episodes. Let's talk about the characters. Do we have to do a cut? Yes. Okay, oh my god. The characters. Okay, let's... They're, like, 90% of why I love this book so much. I, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. That the... Their characters are... Bi-panic. <laughs> bi-panic is, yeah. If I had to describe the characters in two words, it would be bi-panic. <laughs> um <laughs> that's why i panic laugh okay what well, let's start with um should we like well at first i want to say just like they're all so different and diverse mm-hmm. like we've got like such an incredible cast of characters and, and like, they like play off each other so well and like they're all different and, and found family is like my favorite trope and this gave us such beautiful found family and I love them very much, and I will voluntarily die for each and every one. <laughs> I, I would say that's in- dark, but that we're, in intense. the context of what we're talking about, it's yeah. not. That got, that got a little intense. Yeah. But I'm just imagining if Insert's like, oh, found family, and it shows Kaz and Inej and Jesper and Nina and Matthias and Wyland just, like, committing murder. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Okay. Let's start with Kaz Biko. <laughs> Okay. Wait, we'll talk about that at the end. No, no, we are going to explain Six of Pigeons right now. So, if you uh, listen to our Shadow and Bone episode, you might know some context behind Six of Pigeons. Uh, Six of Pigeons is a fan fiction that I someday will write. <laughs> um, and it involves the pigeon folks. <laughs> its installments will include Shadow and Feathers. <laughs> Six of Pigeons and King of Pigeons. <laughs> no, King of Feathers. I don't know. King of insert some bold reference here. Um, but this world is something that has been brainstormed many f- I got like I sharpied on a Kaz Biko tattoo. Basically it's all the same, but everyone is a pigeon except for Alina Starflock. <laughs> Who is a dove and dark and the dark wing who is a crow um, and uh they all have pigeon names except i've only come up with kaz Biko, um and the ones i mentioned before and then i tried to think of something for Inej, but it was really like pigeonge <laughs> it made more sense spelled out than spoken but yes, I got a, a sick Kaz Biko tattoo, and he's really just depicted as a as a pigeon with a bolo hat and a, and his cane. <laughs> what I never needed to know. 
was that there are many different kinds of pigeons. I didn't. And I didn't need to pick a different kind of pigeon for each different character. I need to pick. This is my thing. Okay, we need. Uh, I made fan art. Okay, we need to make some sort of like blog or something where I can share my book fan art. Yeah. Because they need to see six of pigeons. Uh, if you know, if enough people listen to this episode, we might come out with six of pigeons merch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want six of pigeons merch and or sticker pack and or just merch in general, please tell us <laughs> because we want. That would to be make fun money. to design merch. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be really, really fun. fun. We'll probably uh, do it anyway, even if we don't actually. You don't have any. Like, you don't have a platform to sell on. Whatever. We'll, we'll make one. We'll find one. We'll code our own platform. Uh, so that's what Six of Pigeons is. We're going to be making many references to it, just so you know. Uh, be prepared for lots of pigeon jokes. <laughs> uh, oh my god, can and, we should talk about the characters now? Yes. There okay. is, like, more of a backstory in the Shadow and Bone episode of how Six of Pigeons came to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go listen to that. Yes, this is an advertisement for our Shadow and Bone. We're looking for our own episode. <laughs> okay. Let's actually talk about Kaz Beaker, Brecker now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the dorkling all over again. It is. Okay. So. Okay. So, let's, Kaz. Can we talk about his name? Kaz Brecker is so edgy. <laughs> it's so edgy. Okay, he's in between being like this this like serious criminal mastermind that's like super smart and all this stuff and just like. And Edgy giant with a smoke bomb. And just like a giant dork. <laughs> he's He is the dorkling. <laughs> okay. He's edgy. The dorkling. And just a little bit emo. Yeah. Okay. And we stand. He's also we... uh slightly unhinged, very unhinged. Uh, <laughs> PTSD <laughs> about using your dead brother as a pool floaty. <laughs> um the the ace icon himself. Yes. What did you? What are you just like general opinions on Kaz? I really like Kaz. I mean, if he were a real person, I'd be a little like, mm. you're a bit too much for me, my my man, my dude. <laughs> Please don't kill me, my bro, Broski. You're he. It's one of my favorite POVs when it's a Kaz yeah. POV. Okay, because it's like he's such an interesting character to read. Yeah, like he. Okay, and in, in and the, the dynamics. One, sorry, between Kaz and everybody else on the team. Yeah, is like. I, I like to think of Kaz and Matthias as, like, Wyland's foster parents. Yes. <laughs> they have that energy. They do. Um, well, in the beginning, I I mean, I liked Kaz. He's always been a very interesting character and one of my... and Kind of one the of definition my, of morally gray. Yeah, and one of my favorites, if not my favorite POVs to read. But, and, like, this kind of stage consistent. I started liking him more and more as the books went on. I agree. Because at the at the beginning he was a bit like yeah yeah he was pretty one dimensional yeah like I see what you're doing man but like he was supposed to be all edgy and stuff but you're a little too much for me at the beginning we saw what Kaz wanted us to see yeah but um I really liked getting to like see his character develop like underneath the hard edgy shell yes <laughs> um and okay I like Kaz. But I like uh, Inej, Nina, Jesper, and Wylan more. And at the end, that that was still true. But 
but I disliked cows more. <laughs> I honestly can't rate the characters. Me like neither. it would break me to rate them. <laughs> like Jesper is my favorite, just barely, but the rest of them are all tied for second. Uh, but you know, I, I really liked him and I'm tempted to talk about the ships now, but we are going to save that for yes. soon. Next can we talk about Jesper? Should we move on to Jesper? Yes. Okay. We're not going to do a sound effect. This is Jesper's section now. Yeah. Jesper is such a bicon. <laughs> of course. I knew you were going to say that. We, we get into the, the headcanons and stuff later. I know. But... We're talking about his character. You know what's he's a canon bicon. I know. <laughs> okay. So Jesper. We love Jesper. He has a bit of a gambling problem. Yeah. Uh, but we still love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say about him. Well, he's just so, he's really funny. Yeah. He he always makes me laugh. That's the thing, you don't expect these books to be as hilarious as, as they are. They're really funny. Can we just talk about, like, the banter for a second? Yeah, Lee Bardigo loves to write banter, and you can tell. I, I love to read banter. It's literally so funny. But between, like, all of the crows, it was just... They have, so, they have such a great relationship. Okay, pe- people, I mean, people talk about, like, having, like, chemistry as in, like, a romantic thing. But I kind of think of it as more as just, like, communicating as people thing. Yeah. And they all have such great, like, you know, talking. Platonic chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. You, you know, like, yeah. they work, their personalities, like, bounce off each other so yeah, well. I agree. And, and I think that's really great. Me too um so we can talk about Inej I I love Inej Inej so is much. so good she's awesome. yeah okay what, uh, yes she I mean, what to say about Inej what she say? is very awesome and I and I really liked her character I like I loved all of their characters I loved like how they like you know at the end of the series they were still like you know uh they they didn't change drastically from their original personality, but they got the development that was necessary for them. I agree. You know, like Cal still got to be his like emo, angsty self, but he also got that like you know the the development he needed for me to like really like him. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I always liked Inej from the beginning, but I am I am so angry they stopped the book. Right when she was about to meet her parents again. To see her parents again. I know. I, I wanted to see my girl be happy. I know. Um, but I also really liked Inej because I know that, like, the the different places in the the Grishavosis universe, uh, they're, they're fictional places, but they are based off of uh, real, like, I don't know, mythologies, cultures. cultures. Uh, all that stuff, and I I liked being and Anesha's Suli, and I liked being able to sort of relate to her on a cultural aspect almost because like mm-hmm. Suli culture is part of it is heavily based in about around like India. Yeah, I did. And so. uh, I did like actual research on this, and uh, those like um part of the uh, the traveling circus part or whatever was based in uh, Gujarat culture and I am my I have family part of my family is from Gujarat 
So that's really <laughs> fun for me to see this character uh, that I love and identify with. And that is great. Uh, that also shares part of my culture. And that's why representation is important, even if it's done in fictional ways, yeah. like with this universe, because it's just nice, because I feel like I can sort of see myself in an edge more. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm realizing that I don't have much to say on, you know, these characters that I love other than just I love them. Yeah. And then we have the characters that, like, I have more opinions about and can talk about more are the characters that I actually maybe didn't like at first or I'm conflicted about. All right, so let's talk about Matthias then. Great. That was the other character where, uh, and can, can I put, we already put this, but like a major spoiler warning. Yeah, huge major spoiler, spoiler warning for this warning, section. Like really big. <laughs> for Crooked Kingdom. Crooked Kingdom. Um. Okay, Matthias, I didn't like him at first. Yeah, he's, he was like, he was fine, but I just had a hard time liking him because I just liked Nina more, and I was like, I don't know if Nina should be with this guy. Yeah. It, but then it's, and like, he got better, like, near the end mm-hmm. of Six of Crows and for Crooked Kingdom, but the thing that really tipped me off the edge was when he went and died. Yeah, oh my god, and it's like. You don't realize how... Yeah, I didn't realize how much I, like, cared for this fictional character until he died. Until he was gone forever. Uh, I, I cried. I cried, too. And I was in school. I cried and I was in school. Well, I cried internally. Yeah, I didn't... Because I didn't want to give away that anything super sad had happened because you were right Yeah, I was in the room and I was still on the first one. Mm-hmm. I was sobbing inside. Yeah. If um, I was by myself, I definitely would have been sobbing, but... Oh, I, I have to, like, wipe my eyes. <laughs> Because I was in school, and, like, people were playing, like, telephone right next to me, and they were laughing about things. And was like, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh. my God. But, yeah, it was, like, while, like, Matthias's, like, character development was, like, really good in the sense that he was, like, kind of racist before. <laughs> I mean, more than kind of racist. You you mean like, he was more sexist? Than yeah. Racist. Well, I mean his culture was sexist, but like mm-hmm. racist as in like against Grisha. Like yeah. Certainly. You say Grisha, I say Grisha. Grisha. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> no, I don't say tomato. But that's. Uh huh. Yeah, but it was really interesting to see him try to like get over kind of like his, like internalized racism and stuff like his the effects of his culture on himself as he like yeah. tried to I, I, I don't know if he can call it racism though yeah it's not it's Prejud- prejudices <laughs> I don't know it was just it was nice to see Matthias's journey and I was sad when it ended and I really did not realize how much I, how much I loved him until he died I know and actually, I was, like, having art block with this fan art that I was making, and I got stuck on drawing Matthias, and then he died, and I went home, and I just, like, finished it. <laughs> I needed to honor him. But, I don't know. It's a very major spoilers for Trials of Apollo right here. I'm going to bring that major spoilers for Trials of Apollo. It's a Jason it's a Jason. It's another Jason thing where, like, 
Okay, I, I love Jason. Jason was great. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one of the seven that had to die, it would be Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight blonde guy. <laughs> <laughs> Straight blonde guy. Um, but, you, you know, uh, that that's the same thing with Matthias, except I would say I liked Matthias. I was more impacted by Matthias's death than Jason's. Yeah, I agree. So I guess the thing was, I had Jason's death spoiled for me. Mm. Um, so, like, I knew it was coming even before I started Trials of Apollo. Oh. With Matthias, I didn't know it was coming. And then when it did, I was it was just... And we got, like, that half a page POV of him before it died, and it did the repeating line with his last chapter and his first chapter. Oh, no. We're gonna cry why? again. Let's talk about Wylan. Okay. <laughs> Wylan just like instantly Wylan. gets better. I love Wylan a lot. so cute. <laughs> Wylan's great, and I really loved the, like, representation about... I, I don't remember the word for it, but it's like, Be you know, literate? his... Yeah. He he can't read, and, it, and I, I loved how that wasn't a thing that was made like there what there wasn't some sort of like miracle scene where the crows teach Wylan how to read. Yeah. Like I loved how he was able to just stay that way and they didn't try and like fix him. Yeah. Or anything. Like, so you can just blow things up. You're a demo man. Yeah. Did we talk about Nina yet? I don't think we have. Nina's such a queen. I yeah. love Nina. Yeah. Like she's like just such an icon. I know, I just... I, I love her very much. And again, it's very difficult to talk about the character, specifically, you know, Inez, Inez, Nina, Jesper, and Wyland. These characters that I love so much that, like, it's hard for me to focus on, like, their actual character development and stuff other than just, I love you. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Nina. And I, I love the, like, positive, like, different body types representation. Yeah. I'm angry about the show. <laughs> and I, ha- I haven't watched the show yet. But I'm angry about, like, them not casting a plus-sized actor, actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we talk about ships now? <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. Okay. Uh, sure. This goes along with characters, so we're not doing a sound effect for this. Yeah. This is what Isla's been waiting for. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I think we can do, like, a legit relationship analysis. Yeah. Like, of the characters. Okay. Let's do the ships now. Let's start Kazan and Nash. Let's start Civilized. I kind of want to say Kazan and Nash, because I feel like they're going to be the most difficult. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, no. Let, let's let's get it out of the way. Let's okay. start with Kaz on the knife. General opinions, go. Okay, well, I think they would kind of be an awesome power couple. <laughs> but also, it doesn't... They never got into, like, a legit relationship. Because as as said in the end of Six of Crows, like, Edge was like, we know that we like each other. But, like, I, like, I will be with you. But you have to, like be like a legit boyfriend yeah we can't just never do like anything i mean i mean because of his past trauma like he can't even touch 
<laughs> like anyone without getting getting like insane flashbacks. And, but like, then like out. the ending is so cute. The ending of Cooking Kingdom with them is so yeah. so freaking adorable. <laughs> okay, well my opinions I didn't like them at first. I thought like Anej deserved better and Kaz was obviously not neither of them really were, but like they obviously like Kaz wasn't ready. Yeah. For that yet. Mm-hmm. But I also I also think they're very unique and I, I really love how they never like kiss ever. No. They they don't do that. They have like such like rare like physical uh The what? only scene where they actually were a little bit intimate was in the uh yeah. Pictures of Kingdom. Yeah, the the bandage thing. Mm-hmm. Um well he's like describing the moisture of her neck and I'm like, no, I don't need to hear about it. It's <laughs> just sweating. I know, right? <laughs> so that was kind of weird to me. But uh without ever like physically interacting, you're just able to see that they really care about each other. Yeah. Um <laughs> and that they're they're really like the, <laughs> But they really love each other, and I like that. I I love them very much. And they are, like... Okay, I I don't want to feed into, like, the trope that uh, asexuals are, like... They have, like, some... Always some deep, traumatic past thing, and they're, like, scarred for life, and they can't love... But I... Kaz is just such an ace icon. He is. (laughs) And, like, Anej, like, dummy. Mm-hmm. Anesh is demi, I think. I agree. But Kaz, asexual, demi-romantic. And, um, I don't know. I felt like it's practically canon. It's practically, practically canon. Um, but I, I personally felt like I, I just, that was a very nice, uh, I don't want to say it was a nice representation because it wasn't really, I don't think it was intended to be. And also there is the, like, whole stereotype of, traumatic past they were like broken in some way yeah whatever but <laughs> that is my headcanon for Kaz uh and Sounds I don't know right I I felt like it was very nice to see that they were still able to love each other in their own respective ways yeah and really. I thought they were very nice <laughs> together and I like them all right Nina and Matthias oof okay <laughs> so I think that I, I think it's a good relationship because they both bring out the better in the other. Yeah. Which I think is what really, like, should, it should be, not that I've ever been in a relationship, but, like, from what I've seen from books and movies, I mean, general, honestly, entirely reliable, but. We, we've read YA, so we're practically relationship experts. We, we've read YA and watched high school musicals. <laughs> so we're practically relationship experts at this point. Exactly. <laughs> so basically what you need, like you need open communication and you need to really be able, like you need to un- understand and respect the other and you should bring out the better in the other. And I think that really works with Nina and Matthias. Yeah. Because like she really helps him like get past his prejudices against um, like Gresha, Grisha, whatever, and just kind of women's roles in society in general. Yeah. And... And then, like, he kind of helps keep kind of her ego in check. <laughs> I bit. mean, Nina is perfect in every possible way. Yeah, but you can't. But you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, and I think I think they do work. Yeah, they they also had this like, you know, I realize now 
that honestly a lot of things I've read technically fit into the like enemies to lovers category but they just don't make it obvious or the like enemies part takes place like before mm-hmm. or whatever but even Matthias when you think about it they were like enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers to death <laughs> <laughs> all right and like what a roller coaster of emotions for Nina Oh, no. And Matthias's roller coaster was cut short, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Short. I'm just imagining a life where it's like, doo, 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 doo. and then she just gets off at the end. And <laughs> it's like, Matthias, where did you go? <laughs> no, it's like it just ends and he goes, Wee! Oh, That no. was really dark. Yeah. <laughs> dark humor to death. Okay. Okay. Jesper and Wyland are our children. Oh my god. Like I was saying, they do kind of bring out the better in each other. It's like, uh, Jesper can help, like, Wyland be more, I guess, less... I don't know, he helps him not, like, stress out about his father and what everyone Mm -hmm. thinks of him. And then also kind of the reverse. It it kind of goes both ways. And. And Wyland can sort of help, like, ground Jesper a bit more. Yeah, like, it was so cute in our kissing where he was, like, kind of, like, freaking out and, like, fidgeting out. He's like, bro, just chill. But in a way more romantic way, and it was really cute. <laughs> Imagine if they actually said, bro, just chill. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the ships. I, I I love all of them, honestly. That's the thing with the, with the Grishaverse is that they're... There are certainly canon ships that I love more than others, and there are certainly non-canon ships that I prefer more. But really, generally, with all of the canon ones, I I am okay with them. Like I don't strongly dislike any of. I any agree. Of them. And I think that that like, and that that's something I've. I mean, a lot of people dislike Mal and Alina because Mal has the personality of a, a piece of wet tissue paper, but. <laughs> Which honestly is kind of true <laughs> sometimes. But I mean, it's better than the freaking Darkling. I know, right? I I was so concerned. Like, once I finished these books, or like at least got after Matthias's death, I was like, okay, really, how much more can be spoiled for me? That was when I started like so slowly creeping into the fandom. And you would have no idea how many people I realized that like genuinely shipped the Darkling and Alina. And I was like, no. Uh, should we talk, we already kind of did with uh, Kaz and Inej, but should we talk about, like, our, the representation and headcanons for the characters? Um, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Kaz, like, yeah, basically Arrowways. Inej, uh, demi-romantic, I'd say. Uh, demi in general. Uh, and then Jasper, bicon. Such a bicon. Uh, Wylan is gay. Um... And uh, who am I? Nina Spy, maybe Pam, and Matthias Street. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's almost the same for me. Um, Kaz, uh, demi romantic, asexual, uh, hetero romantic. Um, Anej is uh, demi both. Wait, heck, let's throw in demi girl in there. I just called there. Matthias Maddie in my head. <laughs> No, but Maddie, like, M-A-T-T-Y. What? But then I just sort of, I was like, sorry, Matt. Sorry, Maddie. Okay, well, Inej is demi in both ways, and heck, looks so demi-girl in there. Yeah. Inej is a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> and 
she is also she is also somewhere on the multi spectrum. I don't know where, but probably by. I, I do want to talk about uh, the canon uh, representation and how I love it. Um, okay. So basically, I, I want to talk about the the buys, the pans, the multis. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Jesper and Nina and how I just really love how we get to see uh, Jesper, who is canonically on the multi-spectrum, and dating someone who is the same gender as him, mm-hmm. and Nina, who is canonically on the multi-spectrum, and dating someone the opposite gender of her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really like seeing the representation of both of those, and how we're still allowed to like see them be, be multi, be bi, be pan, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, be with their respective people. Yeah, def- definitely. I yeah. sound like Barbie. <laughs> Death Queen. <laughs> and I, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, me too. And I already kind of talked about how I like seeing how Taz is still able to, to show love towards Inej, even if that is calling her an investment. But that's like only in the first one. That's like Taz's. That's Taz's way of saying, of showing love. Yes. Okay, so... Like, things we like and things we didn't like. I didn't like how on the covers, especially on Crooked Kingdom, the the crow, or, like, the bird, I'm assuming it's a crow. It was, like, there were two different outlines to it. Wait, I'm gonna get get it. It was pretty, it was kind of trippy. Yeah, see, there's, like, oh, yours doesn't have it as much as mine does. It's, like, faint, but there was, like, a sort of, like, faint silverish silvery one and then there was the shiny gold one at least on my cover okay go isla something you didn't like um i thought that crooked kingdom had too many plot lines i thought that there was way too much going on the last 200 pages of crooked kingdom yeah like it felt very chaotic there was like too much to keep track of there was definitely this like giant section this is starting to feel more like the like structure of the book you Mm -hmm. know of when, when we don't try to yeah. be professional. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I just I, wanted to... Sh- I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to say that, like, it was, like, well, like, Kaz was, like, fighting in... Or, no, I think Kaz and Wyland were breaking into, like, Vanex. Yeah, the table when they yeah, crashed. the, the table, and then Inej so was, like, free-falling, and Nina yeah. was raising people from the dead, and yeah. Jesper and Matthias were breaking out of um the like a graveyard place yeah it was just like too much it's been 100 pages since we left an edge falling from the sky what what's happening here like and especially with you know now we have six different character povs to keep track of it was just like so much was happening every different character was going through a different thing i think it could have spread out a little bit more and you have to wait so long to um speaking of the povs uh wyland didn't get one in in Six of Crows. I know. Wyland didn't get a POV. Still super angry about Pekka getting the last chapter. That sucks. Um, and Juiced and the other guy whose name I cannot pronounce. Reventka! <laughs> Is that it? I don't know. Redevanka? Our man. Our man. Uh, we're never mentioned again. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, they woe, but they won't. Like, I'm waiting for the spinoff novel about them falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yes. Wasn't he turned into a giant bird monster, though? Oh, yeah. That I don't would know. make relationships difficult. Yeah, people have gone through woes. <laughs> um, nice. Um, that was four minutes of negativity. Do we have anything else? Um, I think we can wrap it up now, but I mean, oh, it's... Oh, one, I feel one more like, thing. Oh, yes, go. I'm sorry, I don't know if I talked about this earlier in the episode or not, but um, Kaz's, like, the way he talks just got on my nose sometimes. <laughs> All his metaphors. I think he's kind of supposed to. Yeah, I know that it's, like, part of his character, but sometimes I was just like, my man, you're trying a bit too hard to be edgy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not working for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I he just got on my nose. And I, I still, like, love Kaz as a character. But just, like, he was trying too hard to be edgy, and that annoyed me. I hate to end an episode on such negativity. Yeah. But, I mean, really, it's such an amazing book series. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have... This was supposed to be things we liked and things we didn't like, but we spent the rest of the episode talking about things we liked. Yeah, so... But, really, all those, like, issues I have with it are very minor things. And yeah, like, I agree. Overall, it is, like... Negativity is like a one, and positivity is like a twenty. Is this a scale of twenty-one? Then that's like I don't know. Did we already rate them on corn cobs? Oh yeah, we have to rate it out of seven corn cobs. Okay. Um, I give it seven out of seven corn cobs. The whole series together. I give it yeah. seven out of seven corn yeah. cobs, and that doesn't come lightly from me. <laughs> yes. I mean, I like books, but I, I don't often give seven out of seven corn cobs because we all know that. Out of seven corn cobs is the most superior rating system. People who have never like listened to our podcast, people who have are still confused about the corn cob thing, and we are not going to explain it. Nope. Yeah. Well, on that note, we uh, hope you enjoyed this Listen. episode. Hopefully, by the time I'm done with it, cracks knuckles. Um, it will be much shorter. My goal is forty-five minutes. Hopefully less, Forty-five. but minutes. that means shaving off like 15 minutes of jabbering, but I think I can do it because there's a lot of jabbering. You can email us at ravenpuffpodcast at gmail.com if you want to submit a question of the episode or just want a shout out or- Or you... give us weird fanfic ideas. Yeah. Because that was a thing earlier. Yeah. Or we weird... are totally doing that. Yes, please. <laughs> that would be so fun. I know. Um, or- uh, you can try and give us book recommendations, but we already have too long of a list. Yep! Uh, and before anyone else recommends Land of Stories, it is on our list. <laughs> yep, we will get to it at some, some point, point, eventually. In our lives. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! <laughs>